In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Jewel children love to play license plate bingo whenever they travel. And a few years ago, we traveled from northern Illinois into northwest Iowa and back. And so you're on I-80, and you, it's a nationwide interstate, and you see a lot of license plates. I think that year, we hit over 40 states and over half of the provinces of Canada we saw on the way. One of them, I'm sure, that made the list was the license plate of the province of Quebec, and on their plate, it says in French, like you do in Quebec, Je me souviens, which translated means, I remember. And it has everything to do with the collective memory of the people of Quebec and all of the struggles that they have faced throughout the centuries. When our seasoned citizens tell stories to a younger generation, they often begin with the words, I remember dot, dot, dot. And that's usually when the kids or grandkids sit there and go, oh, no, Grandpa, not another war story. But they usually go, I remember my first kiss. I remember where I was the day that man landed on the moon. Or I remember where I was when the planes hit the two towers of the World Trade Center that day. I remember what my baptismal birthday is. And sometimes it goes like this. I remember my confirmation Bible verse. Or, I remember that I have no strength of my own to battle the devil. Remember also, beloved, that God's children love to forget that the Heavenly Father loves them and has mercy on them. Remember also that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And remember that there is no room in the reign of heaven for those who praise God one minute and curse their neighbor the next. So many things to remember. Don't worry. You join the disciples. They don't remember that Jesus loves to trap himself. When a Canaanite woman calls out, have mercy, O Lord, son of David, they want Jesus to send her away, for she is crying out after us. She's a Canaanite, a Syrophoenician, not one of the lost sheep of the house of Israel. How dare she call David a messianic name, son of David, and ask him to cast out her daughter's demons? Jesus, first of all, seems to take the twelve's advice here. He remains silent to her request. Then he responds to the twelve and not to the woman. I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Finally, the woman falls at our Savior's feet and says, Lord, help me. Then comes the deepest cut of all. It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. The original language of the New Testament is far more descriptive here than just little dogs. It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the yipping puppies. That's what's being said here. If you own a dog, if you have owned a dog, or if you know someone who owns a dog and you visit their home, chances are, if you're going to sit down at the dinner table or any place else, and food is there, the dogs park themselves right at your feet. I see it every time I go visit my sister. She has five dogs, all dachshunds, all 
females. They are treated as well as human beings are treated. They get their chow chow three times a day. And they eat well. But man, you get a human being and you've got human being food. Boom. Right at your feet. And they look up at you. And they're sitting down. And they put on the best doggy smile that they can. And they know you're going to give them the treat. They just know it. And they won't go away until you do. You know that yipping puppies don't eat people food. So the Canaanite woman should be left behind so that she can search for the answer to her problems among her own kind. She has her own God. Let it cast out the demons from her daughter. She's not a Jew. Our Lord should have nothing to do with this woman. And that's the way it is when you have two cultures that don't get along and they collide. Maybe you identify with this woman in Matthew chapter 15. You Maybe you have serious rug burn on your knees because you've been down on them for so long, offering up countless prayers to God. But you realize when you get up off your knees that he's probably not listening. He's forgotten the sound of your voice. Your persistence, but your persistence only goes so far. You begin to remember that you're supposed to pray without ceasing, But you also forget that our Lord Jesus in Luke chapter 11 says, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. And you quit doing all three of those things. Because really, in your heart of hearts, you're thinking that our Heavenly Father is tired of you bugging him. He's heard enough from you. He's got some other people in other parts of the world that have bigger problems than you that need to be heard. You forget also that Jesus says in Luke chapter 11, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? There are others in the Bible who asked our heavenly father, consider the good gift that God gave to Jacob after their all night wrestling match. Jacob would not let go until the Lord blessed him. And the Lord remembered, remembered his promise to his father Isaac and his grandfather Abraham. He remembered that they believed in him and that our heavenly father reckoned it to them as righteousness. The Lord said to Jacob, your name shall not no longer be called Jacob, heel grabber. For you have struggled with God and with men. Your name is now Israel, which means one who struggles with God. You have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. And boy, there's a name of a people if there ever was one. Israel, the Israelites, those who struggle with God. And we've got a church full of them right here tonight, led by the preacher who also daily struggles with God. The Lord had every right to wipe out Jacob during this wrestling match. Especially because Jacob wouldn't let go until he received a blessing. And not only that, but after the Lord talked to Jacob about his name, Jacob had the gall to say, well, what's your name? Why is it that you ask me about my name? And then for good measure, he gets his hip put out of joint. So that he'll always remember what was said that night. 
and remember that he was touched. Touched by the pre-incarnate Christ. God's memory, you see, is perfect. His memory is so perfect that he knows what you will ask for before you ask for it. He remembered Noah. The rainbow shall be in the cloud, and I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. He remembered Lot. The Lord sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. He remembered Rachel. He listened to her and opened her womb. The Psalms are full of remembrance language. The intro at Psalm for today from Psalm 25 has the word remember over and over in it. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Now the psalmist is on to something here. You and I, sinners by nature, truly believe that when the Lord God remembers us, oh, he remembers everything. He especially remembers our sin. He remembers the whoppers and he remembers the little peccadillos too. He remembers the ones that we work very hard to forget and the ones that we always remember. And we think that he is sitting up in heaven with his holy abacus in his hands. And he is keeping a record. He counts all your sins. He knows them all by name. And one day he's going to come back and lay the smack down on you for all those sins. Because he remembers. The thing about your sin, beloved, and the thing about the Canaanite woman, too, is that he remembers you in a different way. Your sin-sick mind wants you to think that our Heavenly Father knows all your sins by name, and really wants to hurt you because of it. Our Heavenly Father, through all of his wrath on his son Jesus, as he lay upon the cross, bleeding and dying and shedding his blood as the perfect sin offering for your sin, so that you too are reckoned as righteous before our Heavenly Father. That's what he remembers about your sin. They're paid for. And they're gone in the blood of Jesus and in his righteousness. They are gone. What sin? What transgression? I don't know what you're talking about. You are holy. You are worthy. You are forgiven. That's what our Heavenly Heavenly Father remembers in His Son, Jesus. 
That's what led the Canaanite woman to respond to Jesus the way that he did. She did. Because Jesus let himself step into the mousetrap on purpose. He knew it. He knows everything. He knew everything about this Canaanite woman. And he knew exactly what to say to her and how to say it. And to our ears, it looks like he's saying, go away, kid, you bother me. And not only that, you're Syrophoenician. Really get out of here. She starts out by saying, yes, Lord, you are right. Everything you just said to me and your disciples are like, send her away for she's crying out after us. Shut her up somehow. Get her out of here. She's being too persistent. Buggy. Yes, Lord, you're right. Yet even the yipping puppies eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Our Lord speaks the truth. And so does this woman. The bread you see really does belong to the children. Jesus did come for the house of Israel first. What about you and me? Where does that leave us? Down there on the floor, staring up at the table, smiling like yipping puppies do. Receiving the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Because the master, just like you and me, when we sit at the table with the dogs at our ankles. We'll have mercy on them and feed them anyway. We'll say, no, no, I won't feed those dogs. No, they got their own food. But you know you're going to push some crumbs off the table. Or you're going to slip them a morsel under the table. You do it anyway. Don't lie. I do. And that's why we're here. We're here for eating the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Because no one goes hungry when they eat it. No one goes hungry when they eat and drink the crumbs of the bread and wine that is the body and blood of our Savior from the master's table. No one goes hungry when they eat the crumbs that fall from this pulpit. The crumbs of the bread of life meant for your ears that help you remember Jesus died for my sin out of great love for me, for me. And now my father in heaven, well, he has amnesia concerning my sins. He's perfect. He's holy. He's righteous. He remembers everything. He knows everything. He's everywhere. And yet he forgets because of Jesus. God remembers you even when you forget him. He's made you his child through water and the word. How could he forget your name? He made you. Jesus remembers the Canaanite woman even though she is outside the house of Israel. And so you and me. But like the Canaanite woman, he brings us into fellowship with him, giving you sonship with God, an heir, an heir of eternal life. All because Jesus remembers you. Jesus remembers you because the Father remembers you. And that leads you and me to say, Je me souviens. 
I remember. I remember that I am his child and my sins are gone. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.